Hello, this is Dr. Rob, and you are listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Today's podcast focuses on something that we all try and avoid, pain. Pain sends many people to the doctor, but doctors often do a bad job managing their patient's pain. It's a very difficult issue, and this podcast will only scratch the surface, discussing the proper use of pain medications. Well, meetings are a pain, and pain is a pain for doctors. One of the biggest problems with pain is that it can't be measured. I don't have a pain-o-meter that tells me how much pain patients have. I wish I did. To any entrepreneurial listeners out there, you can make millions if you come up with a pain-o-meter. I won't be greedy. I promise I will only ask for a 25% cut. No, the only means I have in determining how much my patient is experienced is this by asking the question, how much does it hurt? Being their own painometer creates a lot of problems for my patients because they don't want to exaggerate their pain and act like a baby, they don't want to ignore real pain, and many times they don't know how to express how bad their pain actually is. This is a constant struggle for both me and my patients. I generally do take their word for it, realizing that these difficulties do exist. So how is pain treated? Let me give you four rules for treating pain. Rule one, treat the cause. Pain exists for a reason, to tell us that something is wrong and needs attention. So the first step in dealing with pain is to fix whatever's causing it in the first place. Treating a heart attack or appendicitis with pain medications is a bad idea if you don't first treat the heart or remove the appendix. Don't get those switched around, by the way. Though most doctors wouldn't treat pain and ignore the cause, many will treat headaches or back pain without asking the simple question, why is the pain happening? For any pain that you have, make sure that you understand what is causing it and that that is being looked into by your doctor. Rule two, treat the pain. This may seem obvious, but many times doctors will actually get fixated on the cause and they forget to treat the pain as well. Both sides of the coin must be addressed when at all possible. The problem is that many pain medications carry the risk of addiction, which both patient and doctor want to avoid. The good news is that patients who have acute pain, which is pain that's only happened for a short time, such as a broken bone or a kidney stone, are unlikely to become addicted to pain medication. Treating the pain is not limited to pain medications as well. There's a whole subspecialty of physicians who specialize in pain management and who use all sorts of means to minimize or eliminate pain, even pain that's been going on for a long time. Rule number three, get rid of the pain. So what sort of pain medication should be used or what treatment should be used? One that is strong enough to get rid of the pain, if at all possible. This may seem obvious as well, but one of the big mistakes people make in treating pain is using medicine that's not strong enough. Studies show that inadequate treatment of pain often results in the use of more medication than if stronger medications are used in the first place. Which brings me to the final rule. Rule number four, don't use quick-acting narcotics or pain medications for chronic pain. People with chronic pain or people who are always dealing with pain often end up using a large amount of what are known as short-acting opioid pain medications 
or narcotics. Narcotics are very good for pain relief, but they carry a price. First, they are potentially addictive, as they can cause what doctors call a euphoric effect, and which regular humans call giving you a buzz. Second, they're highly abused, recently becoming one of the top drugs abused by teenagers. Using these medications to treat chronic pain is not only a sure way to cause addiction, it's also not as effective as using other medications. Instead, chronic pain sufferers should take long-acting pain medications, opioids, such as Oxycontin, MS-Contin, or fentanyl, which comes as a patch. These are excellent for the management of long-term or chronic pain. They don't have as much euphoric effect as the short-acting ones, and so they're not nearly as addictive if given regularly. A long-acting narcotic, I prefer fentanyl, should be used at the dose to get rid of the pain and keep it away. Short-acting medications for breakthrough pain are fine, but a frequent need for them indicates the need for higher doses of long-acting medication. This pain control approach results in much less addiction, better pain control, and actually less medication used overall. Now, in the transcript of this podcast, I've made a list of all the different types of pain medications that are possible to use. Please check that out so you can have more details. I didn't have time in this podcast to say all that stuff. So, I do have one extra rule I want to sneak in here, and it's actually very, very important. It's rule number five, and that is, it's not nice to share. Your mother may have taught you that it's nice to share, and many people let others use their pain medications not knowing that they're breaking the law. Narcotic medications like Percocet are called controlled substances, meaning that you have to have a special license to prescribe them. Giving your Percocet to a friend with a toothache breaks that rule and actually legally constitutes drug trafficking. Now, I'm not saying that it's a moral equivalent to drug trafficking, but legally that's what it is. That means that you must keep very, very close watch of any narcotic or opioid pain medications that you have. There is a huge number of teenagers taking their parents' pain medication and sharing them with their friends or selling them, and a huge number of teens ending up with a felony on their record or jail time for doing it. Don't be careless with your narcotics. If you have topics that you'd like me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or you can submit them to me on Twitter at housecalldoc or my Facebook page as well. And don't forget my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind at distractible.org. And don't forget to check the transcript to see the list that I have provided for you. Let me once again remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of that weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. <laughs>